0: Mad Sports Radio, the gang green report.
1: Mike Demurgis along with Jack Monahan for the gang green report for week two. And Jack, the Jets, a stunning, a stunning 31 to 30 win over the Cleveland Browns in the final moments of the game. I can't believe it. This has to be one of the biggest wins in Jets history. And not to mention the last 25 years. I can't remember a recent Jets victory that was so exciting and so important.
0: Yeah, happy victory Monday, Mike. Incredible. That's honestly probably my favorite Jets win I've ever seen. And obviously, I you know, I haven't seen much, but I did see the two back-to-back AFC championship runs with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. And I think this topped that just absolutely incredible. You obviously think the game's over uh, when the Browns go up by two touchdowns with a minute 30 left and the Jets had no timeouts. Uh, but they came back and just pulled off an absolute miracle. And part of the negative, I guess, just beaten up fan inside me wants to say they got lucky because they did a little bit. I mean, if, when Nick Chubb gets that first down, if he goes down and bounds, the game's over. The Browns can take a couple knees and run out the clock. The Jets had no timeouts. And then the Browns kicker, a rookie who had been perfect so far on field goals and extra points, misses the extra point. So if the Jets still pull off the comeback, all they do is tie the game. And if the Browns touch the ball, a game probably would have gone to overtime. And if it comes down to a coin toss and the Browns touched the ball, they would have won because the Jets just could not stop Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and that Browns offense. But let's be positive and absolutely incredible win for the Jets. And we'll see if he can get them going a little bit here in the early going of the year.
1: Well, Jack, I got my victory cigar here that I've been holding on to since 2016 when Todd Bowles and the Jets blew it in the last week against Buffalo to make the playoffs. So I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy this cigar. It's going to be a little leafy. I might I might have to go buy a new one. Uh, (laughs) so, So, you know, you talk about the big plays the Jets got and a little bit lucky. The Jets don't get four big plays in a season. They got four big plays within under two minutes yesterday. They got the touchdown davis they got the onside kick they got the touchdown Mm -hmm. they got the touchdown to garrett wilson and then they got the interception to end the game that's four big player plays in less than two minutes and the jets don't do that i talk about garrett wilson uh really it may be a coming out party for for, for the young rookie here a lot of good things to come i spoke to rob carpenter about him He, he seems to remind him a little bit of a of al Toon from back in the 80s garrett wilson is getting it done as a rookie
0: yeah, he did. And the Jets have to target him more. I think they realized that after week one, when he kind of went into the witness protection mode after the the first quarter team, like when he had that uh, amazing catch against the Ravens, but absolutely a huge game for him, got the first touchdown pass that tied the game and then had just a a bunch of catches uh throughout the game leading up to his game winner with 22 seconds left and mike the jets have not had a playmaker like this in you probably have to go back to the early days of santonio holmes and braylon edwards and those guys were obviously uh guys the jets had picked up from other teams kind of at the end of their career this is their guy the jets have not had a playmaker they've drafted and been their guy yeah th- this so- is their
1: guy since Keshawn johnson really that, that, that'd be the best, the, the biggest playmaker the Jets have had on offense that they drafted since Keshawn Johnson.
0: Absolutely. And I just love what Garrett Wilson brings. I mean, after his first touchdown pass, he's going up to the crowd, getting in the Browns fans' face. And then in the fourth quarter, he has a wide open third down reception that he drops. And you could just see how frustrated he was, how angry he was. Rips the um, straps off his helmet, you know, on the sidelines, he's, you know, screaming at himself. I love to see that. I feel like we don't see that enough from players sometimes Brees Hall in the game last week fumbles the ball was a little disappointed but walks off the sideline just sits right down on the bench I I love the emotion the passion that Garrett Wilson shows I think he's going to be an absolute superstar and the Jets have a bright future if they can can continue to get this guy going a couple other young guys who played well Brees Hall as I just mentioned had a really nice game caught a touchdown pass Had seven carries uh, for 50 yards on the ground so you got to like him Michael Carter Uh, having another, had another good week as well at running back. Elijah Moore did a couple good things. So Mike, the Jets have players on this offense. It's just all going to come down to what they can get out of the quarterback position.
1: And, and on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Cleveland ran for over 180 yards, but they kind of can contain Chubb a little bit, 87 yards. He did score three touchdowns. Let's, let's not mince the words here. He did score three (laughs) touchdowns, but it, it wasn't a complete breakout game. And the defense did just enough to keep them in the game to give the offense a chance to win it. But it's really the the, the offense sh- is show here and a, a good performance by the offensive line. Now they just might have a little bit of a problem here. Joe Flacco four touchdowns. The, the team's rallying around him. A real emotional video of uh, the Jets coming to the locker room, Sala hugging. Uh, Flacco. I saw that. Yeah, and, uh, that, that was that, that was emotional. If you if you you're the Jets, do, do you pause? Give Flacco a little more time here before bringing Zach Wilson back, even if he's healthy? Do the Jets pause here or do they get get the kid right in there? Because I'm not sold on Zach Wilson.
0: No, no, you got to put Zach Wilson in. I'm not either, but I'm sorry. Joe Flacco, to me, has not shown enough where you can say, okay, this is his team. Even if they go out and beat the Bengals next week, I mean, he would have to have an insane game for me. If Zach Wilson's not healthy going into the Pittsburgh game, for me to not put Zach Wilson back in there, you have to find out what you have in Zach Wilson. You invested the second overall pick in him. Um, for so, I know when we were, you know, at the beginning of the year, people were saying, hey, if the Jets are two and one, you know, three and oh, Uh, going into that game against Pittsburgh. Do you start Joe Flacco? And I was sort of behind it then, but after watching him play, no, you got to put Zach Wilson back in there. Again, I don't know what Zach Wilson is. Um, I don't love his uh, personality. I think he's immature. I think he's a little arrogant. He's smug.
1: He's smug. I can't stand him. I want to smack him around a little bit, although he's a lot bigger than me. (laughs) 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 I don't know, but
0: uh, listen, he likes to go after, the, the the mom so who knows maybe he's got a soft spot maybe you could beat him up but no you have to put him in there and find out what you have they finally have some weapons now he didn't have any weapons last year and the last five games all he did was really not turn the ball over he didn't really have any amazing games except for the game against Tampa Bay did a couple things in the Jacksonville game as well had that big 57 uh, yard touchdown run against the Jaguars where he was juking out a bunch of guys, but no, you have to put Zach Wilson in there and find out what he has. But I will tell you what it will, it will quiet the Mike white chance. I think we can finally put those to
1: bed. <laughs> Poor Mike white. He has a hell of a game has one bad game. And, uh, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see him again. But but look at this. They're one and one. They're home for the Bengals. The Bengals are a mess. They can't pr- protect Joe Burrow. Mm. Possibly a home win here. They're two and one. At the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky doesn't scare anybody. Is it possible the Jets could be coming home on October 9th for a showdown against the Dolphins at three and one? Is that feasible? Is is that in, in the DNA of the Jets fans to get that far ahead of themselves for a showdown against Miami at three and one?
0: I got to be honest with you. The Bengals being zero and two worries me. I would have rather see them be one and one because I feel like then maybe you can catch them napping. At zero and two, they're going to be coming to MetLife Stadium. Yeah, they're a- fighting. They,
1: yeah, they're fighting for the yeah, season. Yeah.
0: They're fighting for their season. So that scares me a little bit. But I would expect the Jets to be very fired up after that win. That's the kind of win, Mike, that can galvanize a team. It really can. It can propel a team. Um, And maybe Robert Solid's quotes in the middle of the week saying he was going to be collecting people's receipts. So I don't know if he did any shopping this weekend, but hopefully he saved your receipts. Who knows? Maybe that galvanized the team. Maybe they really rallied around that. Uh, you look, you take it one game at a time. Obviously, if they beat Cincinnati next week, they're two and one and would be over 500 for the first time since being one and oh in two, uh, week one of 2018. So you take it one game at a time, but the Bengals, being 0 and two does worry me but hey look maybe they're maybe they're just not that good maybe last year was a fluke that offensive line looks terrible they made a bunch of additions and they've been sacked through two games 13 times so far so the Jets defensive line has to get going they have too many names on that defensive line to not be putting any pressure on the quarterback so they gotta they gotta step up a little bit the defensive line Quinn and Williams Carl Watson all I hear is how good these guys are they gotta go out and start making some plays those guys
1: Yeah, absolutely. Got to live live up to the hype. Uh, Listen, they end it with, you know, 13 straight September losses. I've watched too many, too many seasons, too many Mm. seasons, Jack, in the 40 years I've been watching the Jets when the Jets season is over and the Yankees uh, season is just beginning in October. So exactly the the, the possibility of being three and one and having a meaningful October, I'm not asking even for a meaningful December, a meaningful October is is something that I, I jet fans are just, foaming at the mouth, much like myself, uh, looking forward to it, uh, possibly being three and one home for the dolphins at the Packers. Okay. We'll give those two losses three and three at Broncos. <laughs> they don't scare me at home for the pay. I'm telling you, Jack, we're looking at five and three with a showdown, five and three with a showdown against nice. the bills on November six. How about that? And then they're at new England again and, and a uh, home for Chicago and at Vikings. I mean, we could be looking at it was seven, seven wins, seven, seven and five team at some point, and going into the final month.
0: Boy, uh, things can change in a week. Last year, you said they're getting. <laughs> last week, you said they're getting the number one pick. You're going lost, lost, <laughs> lost, lost, lost. So look, that's what. Nothing like the NFL goes week to week. Yeah. No other sport. Quarter by does it quarter. Change week to no, quarter like by quarter. The NFL. Listen, quarter by quarter. You're right.
1: I had the Jets at three and 15, even though they only play 17 games. That's how bad I thought the Jets were. <laughs> well, he's but, Jack um, Monahan. He's Jack Monahan. I'm Mike DeMerges for the gangrene report. Week two.